0: Where it's at! I got two Dan Tables and a microphone! (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host... Dan Hornstein. If you haven't heard us before, this podcast is a music-based podcast for anybody who enjoys music. Uh, on the podcast, Dan and I each will pick an album for the week, listen to it, then come together and give a brief bio of the artist, and then discuss why we picked the artists and the albums, and then we have a conversation about it. And real quick, before we get into the music today, you can f- send us an email at wherepod at You can find me on Instagram and all of 10 of my posts at uh, <laughs> Mr. Underscore Pockets. 21 and you can find dan on instagram
1: at dwight privilege i have 11 posts <laughs> we're minimalists on and social one media. more than mark <laughs> I'm, I'm getting better at instagram i was i was only active on facebook for like the longest time yeah. and now i now i'm getting to a point where i kind of prefer instagram Hmm. Although I don't post a lot of pictures. It's really just like stuff that I put on Facebook that I Look. copy over. <laughs> Instagram.
0: It's just a lot of puns.
1: It's just jokes. It's the, yeah. it, I, you know, I do comedy, so it's just a lot of jokes.
0: Oh yeah. So, uh, I guess we're going to do Sniggles first. So what did you pick this week for Sniggles?
1: Weezer.
0: The new Weezer.
1: The new Weezer. Okay. So we, this is, it's not new, new. um, the the, this single came out uh i think it's called the end of the game is the name of the song and um is that it or is that i picked the wrong one i wrote the the end of the game okay i wrote the end of the game down i wasn't sure if i picked the right song or not i'm sorry so um but the song actually came out i think in late 2019 Mm -hmm. and then they were going to release this record it's called van weezer and it, Mm -hmm. it seems to be like all 80s rock influenced which uh rivers cuomo has been really open in the past about how he he has this affinity for big power rock i.e kiss and van halen and there's there's nods to that like on the blue album and stuff and it's neat that they're really steering into this direction with this song the end of the game the album's going to be called van weezer what's interesting to me is what i really like about. Weezer. They're they're such a hit or miss group overall. hmm But damn it if they aren't consistently Weezer. Yeah, and what I mean by that is, it's like uh, I gotta tip my hat to them because whatever they feel like doing is really what they're gonna do. And with this record, they they dropped a couple of songs early. The end of the game is one of them that I I've forgotten about. And then in 2020, they surprise released an album called OK Human that's got almost zero guitars or drums on it. It's super orchestral and lush arrangements filled with piano and stuff, almost like a Beach Boys. Album, and then they turn around and go, Oh, by the way, we didn't forget about Van Weezer. It's we're going to release it in 2021. So then they're dropping (laughs) a couple of more songs. And I thought it would be fun to go back and dig into that first uh song that kicks off the album, and that's the end of the game. And God, what a fun, (laughs) not good, but fun song! Yeah, (laughs) like, like, like I want to, I want to be so. All right, did you listen to uh, Teal? The teal album by Weezer that was all of their covers. Not in a very long time. Okay, It didn't really m- do anything for me because it was yeah. kind of copy paste. A lot of the covers sounded just original, but it was all '80s stuff, which was interesting, mm-hmm. you know. So they're like they're covering Tears for Fears and they're covering like Africa by Toto and stuff. Yeah. And um, and this just what I like about this is it seems like a natural progression after listening to teal that they would really steer into big eighties power rock. I mean, there's like guitar tapping in this, in the intro to kick it off. Yeah. Um, which is, is kind of cool. It's, it's a little bit of a juxtaposition to me between like, if you were to listen to this and then listen to like the blue album, their first record or Pinkerton, or even the most recent one. Okay. Human, um, I don't know. What did you think of the song? Let me ask you that.
0: I thought the intro
1: was great. I
0: enjoyed the riff intro, the guitar riff. It was very nostalgic. And then I felt like it built up to this point and it just kind of like, meh. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, I was like, I was yeah. it's really like hyping me up. I'm getting all excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be cool. And yeah. then it, like, it kind of falls flat. It, and I was like, then they oh, like, they turn okay. it into a Weezer song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I wasn't expecting that at all. I was like, okay, this is Weezer. I guess it's just Van Halen immediately turns into Weezer.
1: <laughs> Which it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I felt the same way. I do think it, it I feel like they kind of pulled it off. Yeah. The transition in, and it was almost like tongue in cheek. Uh, in a little bit, but yeah, I, I was kind of like, man, keep going. Keep, yeah. Don't, don't stop that. Like do, do Thunderstruck, but do like yeah. Weezer doing Thunderstruck. Right. Um, and I really feel like it was, yeah, it became not even like blue album Weezer. It became like green album Weezer or even like not to not to uh, get too obnoxious, but like Hurley, did you ever listen to that awful <laughs> yeah. record Hurley? with they yeah. do from Lost? Yeah. Um was not a fan of that one. And that's that's the thing about Weezer. Uh, you know, look, all in all, I'm gonna give this song probably three beards. It's just above average. I'm definitely gonna listen to the record. I listen to every Weezer record that comes out. But they're at a par- they're at a point right now where I dislike more albums of theirs than I do like but I got mad respect for them because they're constantly trying new stuff, whatever they feel like doing at the time they do. And they are unapologetic about it. And so hats off to you, Weezer keep doing you man. Um, but it's just not my favorite stuff in the world.
0: Yeah. I only listened to the one track. I saw they have a couple of other singles they released. And when the album comes out, I'll listen to the whole thing through Weezer more often than not has been a miss for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's it, They have a a few songs where I'm like, oh, okay, this is good, but it's never been something I'm like, ooh, I want to listen to Weezer. Yeah. It's more like, oh, hey, this moment reminds me of something or I have deja vu. I want to go listen to what's with these just is my girl, you know. I go back. I watch the music video with Happy Days and all that, and I'm like, Oh Hell yeah. yeah, I'm 17 again. <laughs> I was 13, I think,
1: when that <laughs> yeah. came out. That was like 94. I don't know. I was I
0: was a teenager when that came out. That was a while ago.
1: Yeah, I do. I think. Yeah, man. I think they're the stuff that they have that I love. I really love, and mm-hmm. that's that whole Blue album most of their second album pinkerton um mad love for the third record with Hashpipe pipe and islands in the sun and and um i also really liked maladroit which was their first kind of foray into dabbling with some shred guitar and stuff has some fantastic songs on that but for about 15 years after maladroit it's just been <laughs> yeah for me i you know it was a fun song but it's a it's a three what did you rate it I
0: rated it a three too. I
1: okay. would have
0: given it a four if they had explored more of the tapping and all that at the beginning and made it less weezer and more eighties. I think it yeah. I would I would have had more fun with it anyway. Yeah. But I was like, Oh, okay, it's
1: it, I mean it's slightly above average, but it's a good treat. It's like uh <laughs> it's just camp, you know? It's yeah, just exactly. camp music. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly just camp
0: music. What did you Uh, pick? I picked uh, Busafame by Don Richard. Okay. So I had went through, I'd just been like going through singles, just looking for singles to like review. And this one kind of caught my attention because I like electronic music and this one had like a funky dance, electronic, like fun vibe to it. Uh So then I found out that she's from New Orleans. Oh, I didn't catch that. Okay. And so then a lot of the songs on this album have like some something about New Orleans or Louisiana that she tries to put into the music. So different tracks have different things. So I was like, oh, okay, like Bustafame, like she said, Bustafame is slang in New Orleans for like bust, like go bust a move for me. Like, yes. go dance. But she's like, and like how she said, like everyone in New Orleans talks really fast and they smash their words together. I'm like, oh yeah, that's so Nola right there. Yep. It's so accurate. And so like, I, I'm i never, like obviously you lived in Louisiana, but I've visited Louisiana a few times. So like the thing she talks about when she's talking about you know, the album, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. Or like, I could see that, you know, from like the culture of New Orleans and Louisiana. So I thought this son- song was a lot of fun kind of makes me want to go listen to the rest of the album. I was just in the mood for something dancey. Um it's it's different but it's it's funky and she like she even said a lot of the music on this album she was trying to experiment with. So I've mm-hmm. never listened to never really listened to much of any uh, of her other music, but I was like, "Oh, cool. New experimental electronic let me give this a shot. So I don't know about the rest of the album, but I thought this was a fun song. I gave it three and a half beards. So it's like not great, but it's good, but it's not mediocre either. So I was like, okay, I'll have to go back and listen to the rest of the album and see, uh, you know, what it's like. What'd you think about it?
1: I, I agree. I definitely want to hear the rest of the album. The New Orleans thing went way over my head. I, that didn't register with me at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I missed that. I did write a note. Cause when I first, when you first sent this to me, I went, Oh, Uh huh. Like I thought that's how it was pronounced. And then she <laughs> went through it and I wrote, okay, so is it, is I was like, is that a real word or is she just saying bust it for me? And uh-huh. that you just answered my question there. Um, I wrote down again, I it has nothing to do with the music, but a, another cool album cover here. Very cool album cover. Yeah. I was like okay so, really cool album cover on this one. They they did a good job there. Yeah. What yeah, were you
0: going to say? Oh, that, uh, real quick about album covers. Apparently I didn't realize till I started listening to the Weezer one. Like when you listen to it, the there's like active lightning on the album cover. When you listen to it in my Apple music app,
1: no. it's animated.
0: Yeah. It's, it's oh, fucking awesome. I didn't
1: catch that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Going to give Weezer another <laughs> go Just for
0: that. So I just, more, I was like, one more to listen. That I, I noticed that today I was like listening to it again. I was like, oh, that's really cool. But yeah, she created this whole, uh, back to Don Richard. She created, Created this whole alter ego kind of like idea for the like an Android person persona for herself because it's all electronic and futuristic. And so that's what the album cover is, is the imagery of that. And then like that's I guess in a couple of the other songs. So it's like, okay, I need to go back and listen to it because this is right up my alley, like cyberpunk weird shit music, futuristic stuff that I love.
1: Yeah, I really want to so I really want to hear what she does with the rest of the record as far as a single I was split in two with this mm-hmm. because on the one hand, I, she's got a killer voice. Oh yeah. I loved her flow. Mm-hmm. I loved what she was able to do lyrically and rhythmically over the beat. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, at a certain point, the synth yeah. that's used reminded me of Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, it was, that was almost that. a deal breaker. It was almost a deal breaker because that is the hands down worst Christmas song. It's a horrible Christmas song ever, ever should not exist. I'll no. take that. I'll take the goddamn Trans Siberian Orchestra. Every day over oh, yeah. Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time. And it's that same kind of like, it sounds like a dying cat, like meow, yep. meow, 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 yep. meow, 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 meow. And this had the same kind of tone. So I settled right in the middle. I, I gave it two and a half beards. Okay. But with a healthy open mind, because right. if we end up reviewing the rest of the record, as long as she's not doing that shit with the synth anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to like it.
0: Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny and true. (laughs) So, okay. I gave it, what did I say? Three and a half.
1: I think you said, I don't remember. Three and a half. We'll say three and a
0: half. Yeah. Three and a half. Sure. Three and a half beards. Like, yeah, it was, it was good. So, um, fun, fun singles, but kind of not, I guess after like, reviewing the reign of Kindo and whatever mm-hmm. else I picked that week. I, we just been spoiled the last few weeks with just amazing singles. And now I'm like, man, I need to find some really good singles.
1: <laughs> I knew going into the Weezer thing that it was going to be Weezer. I, 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 you know, it's look, it's like, uh it's like Weezer is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's kind of okay. <laughs> you'll right. still have it. And you'll still go, okay, I'm, I'm full. As long as it's not bit. little
0: Caesars. Cause that's trash.
1: I don't mind little, little seasons either. (laughs) Like, I'll, it's for six bucks. What, whatever, you know, come on. It's fine Uh, for $6. If it was, if they raise it to 10, I'm like, no, thank you.
0: No, it's, let's not go. Well, I could do a whole episode on pizza. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should do, uh, we should do a review of the pizza underground Macaulay Culkin's velvet underground band where they change all the lyrics to be about pizza. I'm down. <laughs> Are you familiar with that? No, but I'm down. Just it's the a premise, real thing. Uh, it's I'm so bad. It's all. Yeah. It's all velvet underground <laughs> songs. So speaking of, of bizarre shit, Uh, like Pizza Underground, can I share with you? (laughs) I heard something today that Chad Alexander sent me, and Mm -hmm. it's the the best worst thing I've heard in a while, okay? It's a band called Hate Beak. Uh Uh-huh. Hate Beak? Hate hate Beak. Think Hate Breed, but B-E-A-K, like a beak of a bird, okay? And it is just that. It is a band. This album was called The Number of the Beak. Please tell it me it's just birds in, chirping. It's it's metal but their singer is birds. <laughs> it's actual birds and they're they're like look they're it's, it's amazing because their song titles are like roost in peace. Uh, seeds of destruction, bird seeds of vengeance. It's amazing. Uh, hellbent for feathers, the she, the thing that should not beak. Oh I mean, my goodness! Just all these nods to like metal, but in super pun. And I, I, I'll admit, the first song I went through, I was like, "This is actually kind of good. <laughs> it's actually like really enjoyable." By the second thong, song, I was like, "All right, I'm done." <laughs> 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 so kudos though to Chad Alexander if he's out there for showing us, Ugh, for showing me eight yeah. I'm gonna send it to you later because it'll. So it's get a like a it.
0: couple steps below baby metal. <laughs>
1: It's, it's many, many tiers below baby metal. I can listen to baby metal for more than just two songs. And I get a lot more out of it. Baby metal has, has more craftsmanship and, and things to appreciate. This is just, this is just cheese. It's so bad. I have to check this out. It is the the little Caesars of heavy metal music. That sounds fair.
0: <laughs> uh so uh, for the albums
1: what did you pick this week? Do you want yeah. me to go first or did you go want to go it. first? Nah, go for it. Okay. Let's talk about a band that I really like mm-hmm. that not a lot of other people like <laughs> called Godspeed You Exclamation Point Black Emperor. Mm-hmm. Godspeed You Black Emperor is a Montreal-based Um, I think they're like at this point, six or seven people in the band post rock group, um, which is really just a nice way of saying they do all instrumental music with a lot of crescendos, a lot of long buildups, um, Mm -hmm. a very cinematic quality. Godspeed you black emperor is known for a couple of things. Number one is, uh, they're known for, their live shows being very cool and very um not interactive but multimedia they'll play a lot of um like vintage film they I saw them live at the Warehouse Live a few years ago and they were doing that they just had a projector going and they were projecting imagery behind them and on them so it created mm-hmm. a really cool vibe they were extremely loud as one of the loudest bands I've ever seen they're known for that they're known for number 2 using a lot of field recordings in their music. So Mm -hmm. there will be these long stretches of ambiance Mm -hmm. accompanied with a recording of someone talking. I have no idea where they got it. There's a lot of mystique and mystery to this band that I'm Mm -hmm. very drawn to, um, where people might know them. There's a, there's a really great reference to this band in the movie pineapple express, the Seth Rogen movie yeah. where he's, cause like in the movie, like a, the subplot is he's dating a high school girl. And at one point he's he breaks up with her. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. He's like, you're going to go off to college. You're going to find an English lit major and you're going to listen to Godspeed you black emperor. And <laughs> he's just like, that's his, that's his version of insulting her is telling her you're going to listen to Godspeed you black emperor. And then one of their songs was, um, a big part of that movie, 28, I think it's 28 Days Later, the zombie mm-hmm. flick yep. where the guy movie. is in, where he wakes up and he's in mm-hmm. London and it's completely empty and he's re- he's recognizing he's the only person there. That track that like builds and builds and builds and shows his panic attack uh-huh. is a Godspeed You Black Emperor track from the 90s. Oh, I had no idea. I really love this band. I'm such a fan of theirs. This new record, it's called... Uh, God's P at state's end, which I think is a, I I don't know. I don't know what this is meant to be about. I it's, it's gotta be a play on words of God's speed, God's Uh P. Um, it's a weird thing overall. Okay. I'll tell you what I like about it. Mm -hmm. And then I want to hear what you like or dislike. Okay. (laughs) Um, it's, it's five songs. Each of the songs are very long. I mean, the record stretches out for about an, uh, about an hour. This is one of those things that it's meant to be listened to congruently, like in one session. Said, this, is, yeah. this is lay down, put on your headphones, close your eyes, and just get into the zone with this kind of music. I love that kind of stuff. I feel like this is a record that requires a lot of patience, but if you're willing to be patient it's a very rewarding record mm-hmm. in a lot of respects. Um, tracks, there's there there's really two kind of central songs that are a part of it. There's one that I'll refer to as Military Alphabet, which is kind of like tracks one and two together. Mm-hmm. And then there's a an interlude, and then the following part of it, which I'll call Government Came, which is two tracks government came and then cliff's gaze. And then there's a song at the end, which is, uh, our side has to win. And I think it says in parentheses for DH, which I like to think stands for, for Dan Hornstein. Um, <laughs> I, I, vote that that's what it means, you know, <laughs> cause why not? Right. right. And, it's a nice kind of culmination to the record. There's, there's a, there's a lot that I appreciate in this. There's some cool things that they do that I picked up on, not through the first listen, but through other listens almost, um, almost like when I'm, when you're listening to a symphony Mm -hmm. and there's movements, but after, e- but within each movement is a repetition or a callback to a theme. I feel like Godspeed You Black Emperor has done that more in this record than I've heard in some of their other stuff. Where and like examples of that is I, I'm pretty sure I'm hearing a very similar riff or version of it in the beginning of Government Came as I am in the beginning of the Military Alphabet, where it's like down 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 But they're, they're presented differently, but they're almost in the same key, but it's like more in a minor thing. And the journey of this record is kind of cool. It goes from a, what I feel like is a very kind of bleak place, very angry place. And then it ends on a somber, but hopeful note. And so it, it, it's a really kind of an emotional journey in this album. Um, What's another thing I forgot to mention that Godspeed You Black Emperor is known for is they are in a very, very political band. Mm -hmm. They are extremely anarchistic, which makes them probably my number one favorite anarchist band um, next to Chumbawamba. I haven't heard Chumbawamba in a long time. Bet you didn't know they were anarchists, (laughs) did you? No. (laughs) <laughs> that I get that. Down- That's a fun fact that uh, yeah, not a not a lot of people realize that I got knocked down, but I get up again. banned. Yeah. Yeah. anarchists. <laughs> kind of weird, right? Yeah. Like when you think about it. Um, so uh, you know, there the things I love about this this track it's got a lot of what I love about Godspeed you black and per. I'm a fan of the crescendos I love the ambiance I love the patient waiting I love when they spring these explosions of noise on you this is a this is a record that I listen to very loud mm-hmm. with headphones on I mean I just crank it up and I'm able to get into this cool mood um I I there's a lot of things I dig about this their last record wasn't as good this one I feel like is a little bit better than their last one um I want to get into a little more specifics of of the songs and what I like about it, but Mm -hmm. first I want to get your kind of overall impression. What did you think?
0: So I had, other than the one other song that you had shared with me
1: before... Which I think I I sent you, Mladic, which mm -hmm. is on their album, Alleluia, Don't Bend, Ascend, which they got great titles uh, for their records. I, I think that's awesome.
0: So for this one, I had to literally just like... Be just driving and doing something mindless for an hour because, like, I couldn't be doing something else while listening to this because it's very cinematic, Mm -hmm. very somewhat ethereal. So, I will say this I enjoyed this album more than I enjoyed that other track that you sent me. Okay, um, I a lot of the music I enjoyed, uh, the one thing that the thing that just kept holding me back, or I guess kept holding me back from really liking this, getting into it was when it came to a part I liked, it just went on too long, which I knew that was going to happen. So it really didn't like make me upset or like, you know, crush my spirits or anything because I knew it was coming, but it would come to this point where I'm like, okay, this part is really cool, but now we're just repeating again for another 26 measures or whatever it is. Yeah. And like, it's just like it felt unnatural to me that's the thing I don't like about it it's it's prolonged so much it feels unnatural like I have a very okay. good feel for music very good feel for like when a song should change and build and grow and this just draw that's the one thing I, about this band it just goes on way too long you can have a long song you can have a long song that builds but when that long strong stretches into 25 minutes it's too long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I had a feeling that was going to be your critique. Yeah, um, and that's it, look. That's is completely fine. I I can see a hundred percent where you're coming from. Let me offer a quick counter argument to that. Uh-huh. Okay, because what I love about that, and the what I really dig about them doing that, that's take like tracks one through four. I think it mm-hmm. is uh, that I'll, I'll call military alphabet or the first real big movement of right. the record. Right. Um. It's it's got the song. I think it's Job's lament. That's the real kind of kicker and builder of this album where, yeah, it starts with kind of a cool riff and then it gets into this, but it's, it's like one note. Um, and it's, it's droning on this one note. And that's the one where I'm like, as I was listening to it, I even thought to myself on the second or third one, I was like, Mark's probably gonna, he's probably going to pick at this (laughs) a little bit, but to me, there's something about how they're able to build something and, keep that same part repeating and continue Mm -hmm. to bring up the intensity of it so Mm -hmm. much to that point where, yeah, you are, you're exhausted of it. What I love is when they finally make that change to another note, they've been doing this one note Note. for so long that when they finally switch, it provides such a catharsis Mm -hmm. to me as a listener, it's like, oh, it's such a relief. It's like a fever breaking in a lot of ways. It's just this It's this very cool change of pace. And then, then what you notice that they do is typically when they make that transition into that second part – they're a little bit quicker on when to change, right? And yeah. they're that so it's it's deliberate that they know they're building it up to the point where it's almost like the longest buildup in an EDM song. <laughs> yeah, where you're like, when is it gonna drop? When is it gonna drop? <laughs> It's that same kind of release that I feel when, as when I listen to something like that, that when it finally changes, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's almost, I don't want to say orgasmic, but like, it's yeah, a I cool, know. like, just kind of like, yeah, and then I'm coasting and I feel like I'm floating kind of vibe that they do. Yeah. Um, so I get what you're saying. But that's kind of my that's kind of my counter argument. Oh, a
0: lot of the guitar work, the drums, synth like it's very well done. The production is good. The the there's two other things I thought of. One was um, I think I would appreciate it a lot more if it was done during a movie. Mm-hmm. So like that. So like I need to go back and watch Twenty Eight Days Later, and I know I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. And then I that led me to this conclusion, which internet people of the world, somebody out there, if you ever hear this and you know Christopher Nolan, get Christopher Nolan to get this band to do a soundtrack for one of his movies. Cause it would be fucking incredible. If he, one of his movies with them, just them, not, not anybody else, not Hans Zimmer, not Danny Elfman, just that band works with him and it better be a dark movie, a dark, dark, dark movie, darker than the dark night, darker than anything else he's ever done. Bleak. Not horror, yeah, but no, bleak, it, yeah. dark, like dystopian movie, uh, something just dark. And that would be the perfect marriage of this music with cinematography. It would be incredible. I know it would be incredible.
1: There's in New Orleans a theme park that's abandoned now. It's an old Six Flags park called Jazzland, Uh and it's very much torn down. So think here in Houston, like the inside of the Astrodome, right? Oh, yeah. Kind of crumbling and falling apart. And a long time ago, somebody made a video where they shot a bunch of black and white footage of just walking around in Jazzland and seeing everything in disarray and in tatters and they put a Godspeed you black emperor song to go with it (laughs) and it was the coolest goddamn thing I've ever seen so there yeah everything that they do has this that's what's that's one of again one of the things I liked about this record a lot of their stuff has a very post-apocalyptic sound to it Mm -hmm. Um, it feels like the score to a movie but it feels like the score to like The Road or The Book of Eli or or I mean something a Mad Max movie Almost right and done in the right way, right? Uh, it, where it's this dystopian sound, and this record breaks the mold a little bit because it's one of the more upbeat sounding things that they haven't done in a long time. A lot of the stuff just sticks with bleak and stays bleak the entire time. This one, I feel like the close of it with like the big bells at the mm. end of cliff's gaze that are really, I mean, they haven't done that before and as it, kind of a nice touch for them. Uh, and then the strings that, that are at the end of our side has to win those kind of like slow, just back and forth string yeah. arrangement, but ends on, on kind of a bittersweet, but uh. the, Almost a, almost a hopeful sounding note. I thought it was a great close out. Overall, it's not the best Godspeed, You Black Emperor album. There are others that I think are far, far better than this one, but it's damn good for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do agree. It's a super cinematic one. I love that you mentioned that. So one, I, uh, I listen to a lot of this genre. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of post rock. And there's a, there's a genre that's that's similar to it called post metal. There's a band that's a post-metal band, they're no longer together called Year of No Light. They're European. It's just like this. It's it's instrumental, big crescendo stuff, but more metal, if you can believe that. Ooh. So a lot of like very sludgy detuned sounding stuff. They when you talked about like how they uh how Godspeed should do the score to an album, one of my favorite records by Year of No Light was where they made a score to a movie from the thirties called vampire. That was like a 1930s black and white vampire horror movie. Think like Nosferatu. Okay. Uh That someone made in Europe, they wrote a full soundtrack to be played along with this movie. And I've never done, I've never kind of put the two together. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as just the music of it goes, (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's like it just knocks my socks off every single time and it's yeah music like this is it's so it just demands to be uncomfortably loud Mm -hmm. uh and that's that's why i like to listen to godspeed you black emperor um overall i'm gonna give it four beards I have other records of theirs that I I have a couple of records that I'm going to give them like damn close to a five. Um, mm-hmm. This one, it's going to settle right at four for me. How about you?
0: This one was hard. <clears throat> so I have to give, I'm going to say I'm giving this three and a half, but um, I, I really have to be in like the right frame of mind at the right time of the day to listen to this. It's good. I can appreciate it. It's just one of those things that I can't listen to all the time just because it it just takes so long. It's that it's that, that one thing just keeps, I'm like, this needs to progress a little bit quicker. <laughs> and, but like I said, if it was in a movie or something like that, it would, it would make so much more sense for at least to me. But yeah, three and a half, it's definitely worth a listen. I think it's it's fun if you're it's good like road trip chill road trip music or you're having a chill evening in or something just set it down listen to it. Don't be like, "Oh, I'll have this on as background music when my friends come over."
1: <laughs> yeah, your friends will think you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is not dinner party yeah, charcuterie music. Yeah. <laughs> this is tried- like I'm alone and I'm reading uh, a Dostoevsky novel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. uh Okay. So we are now going to shift gears because I picked something that's polar opposite. Talk
1: about a gear shift, brother. <laughs> oh my God. This was, I had so much fun bouncing between these two records. <laughs> I week.
0: did too. Fun fact. Uh, okay. Where I picked the band, or I should say, yeah, band, whatever. Artist Chromio, uh, their album, Business Casual. And guess what? They're from Montreal, Canada too.
1: So I didn't know that. Okay.
0: So yeah, two, um, that
1: explains the French.
0: Yes, um, that does explain the French. And actually, so the band is made up of two guys, uh, nicknamed Dave one and P thug, and they joke a lot that they are the only successful collaboration of a Jew and an Arab in history. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny when they've said that in interviews. I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. But Dave is a Canadian and Jewish and P thug was born in Lebanon, then immigrated to Canada when he was like eight. And then they met when they were younger. And actually Dave one is a lecturer of French at a university in Montreal. I forget which university though. It starts with a B. Uh, I can't remember though. but yeah. So he's a very, very intelligent guy and it's a women's university too, which Um, kind of makes a lot of sense because, yeah, yeah, (laughs) all of the songs here, all of their music, like they have like five albums now. (laughs) All of their music is like, hey girl, like you could sum up every track, it's just those two words.
1: Become a professor of French language, uh, yeah, just to pick up jigs, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Like, like you remember Groundhog's Day when, uh, when. Bill Murray is sitting on the lady and she's like, oh, I studied 17th century French poetry. And then like they cut to it again. And he's like, je suis le vautant de Yeah, He just like launches into this soliloquy. (laughs) Exactly. That's what it reminded me of.
0: So yeah, this... I, I have a feeling... I've never seen these guys live,
1: but I have a feeling when you go, their audience is mostly women. Bro, let me tell you something. If I... If these guys ever come near here, number one, I'm going to go. Me too. But there's a contingency to my enjoyment. And that is if they, if I see them live, Uh I better see a goddamn keytar. (laughs) if i don't see a guitar being played at some point in this concert Mm. i'm fucking i'm gonna write them off they're done (laughs) they're dead to me
0: uh yeah so uh so dave one plays the guitar and does the vocals p thug does the talk box and the synth and the drums and all that so they're primarily electronic they got a little bit of funk some 80s influence in there Uh, some
1: yeah (laughs) A lot of '80s influence in there, dude. This was this took the Weezer thing and did everything that Weezer should have done.
0: Exactly, it's true. Yeah. And actually, their first record didn't come out until 2007, so they're fairly new. And they just came out with a quarantine album last near last year. And um. I like the fact that they they stay true to themselves. They stay true to their sound. They try new things, but they don't try and break the mold too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their best album. The my favorite, I should say, best album by far. It's just solid track after solid track. A lot of fun. Um, the, the I like how they like they try to experiment with a few things in the song. Like on the first track, Hot Mess. At the end, they go into a breakdown, which mm-hmm. for like an '80s electro funk. New wave kind of sound song. It has a breakdown, which is very metal esque in some ways. Like the drum beat, it slows it way down, and there's this synth like do 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 do. It's like it completely changes the song. It's really fun how they do that, and they, uh, I, I just really like how they they will like make an atmosphere of fun of like sexiness and suave, and the guy you, you can tell this dude just stands on stage. In, in like, sunglasses and yeah. just, like, knows that he can mac on anybody in the audience and just, like, kill it. Because it's this song just oozes, like, sex
1: appeal. Everything does. Yeah, this um, is, like, what Pitbull should be doing with his time. Exactly. <laughs> I also... I, I don't know why, but I picture this dude in sunglasses and a white tuxedo, like, 24-7.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he, every picture I've seen of him, he's... Almost all the time, he's wearing a suit. So... Yeah like I can, but totally. it, it
1: needs to be like, like, uh, yeah, a white tux with like black trim. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, just something, something with that kind of style or uh, and, the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Just cause, cause they're from Montreal.
0: <laughs> but, exactly. But it's funny. Cause I do have a funny story about this. So the single there, I should say the lead single off of this, uh, album is track three night by night. And when this album came out in 2010, so I was dating somebody at the time and uh, we went to pick up my dad from the airport because my dad was in Africa. He came back. So I turned this on because I was like, oh, I just want something fun to listen to. So we're like driving back from the airport. Listen to this. This song comes on and the person I'm dating at the time goes, oh, this song's cool. It sounds like that movie Rocky when he's beating the meat and my dad just busted up <laughs>
1: laughing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? But that's like, you don't realize what you just said. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What Rocky are you watching? Yeah, rock hard. So every time I hear that song, I just
0: kind of chuckle. I'm like, oh my god, this beating the meat, Rambone. Uh
1: But I did, I did write that. I did write that for not for Night by Night, but for uh, the right type. Yeah, I was like, this song made me want to do 80s aerobics. Yeah, in a training <laughs> montage, it, it does. Like, but like, it had to be like aerobics, like. Like, where you're just... Yeah. And you're smiling and <laughs> jogging and stuff. And, like, and Richard Simmons is spandex. there for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, it's... um i all the songs I really enjoy. They got each have a different feel to them. I like don't turn the lights on because it like slows everything down. Everything else is pretty poppy and happy, but don't turn the lights on is kind of like a slower jam to it. So is the number track eight. It's French. I don't know how to say it. Um, you make it rough. I like, because it's, it, it has this like two and a half minute outro. That's just very fun. Mm-hmm. I, I like it when a song, when an artist can successfully have a, a, an outro that's just as long as the song, but still keep you interested. And that's what that does. It slowly keeps adding elements and taking them away. So you're like, ooh, something new's coming here. Like, ooh, a little bit of saxophone, a little bit of guitar, or a little bit of this. It's, it's very fun when they do that. Um, uh, when you, the Night I- Falls is fun. It has a ridiculously stupid music video that's hilarious.
1: And, a, uh,
0: what'd you think so, about it, Dan?
1: Well, I, so I was going to ask, are they meant to be satirical in a little bit of a way or is it's, it's tongue in cheek. It's gotta be right. Right. Like I think they're, it is they're clearly fancy. having fun and they clearly know, I, I feel like they're, they're like, all right, let's do something just like cheesy as hell, but very yeah. good. Yeah. And do they crushed it? It reminded yeah. me of when I, re- when I listened to it, I said, it sounds like it borders on satire but that they have a reverence for the music that they're satirizing. And right. you can tell there's a clear passion for this genre that they're, they're not making fun of, but just kind of celebrating in a weird way. And it would reminded me of, in that respect is like flight of the concords where flight of the concords is being silly, but clearly they like the genres that they're representing in their songs. Right. Um, yeah, man. I I overall I I felt like the album. I listened to it a few times all the way through. The more I listened to it over the week, it worked a little bit better for me in small doses. I would put uh-huh. it on either shuffle or I would put my whole thing on shuffle. And when this one of these songs would come on, I would get really excited. Yeah, <laughs> the songs I like the best: Hot Mess, the start yep. of it. They did a really cool thing where they are they they take the bass completely out. Mm-hmm. and then use it to bring it, to bring in to kind of relaunch the part loved how they did that i loved how they played with the just the treble and complete lack of bass and then bringing it in i love night by night i loved uh je claqué la porte mm-hmm. is i think how he says it yeah. <laughs> uh, love that song i liked the right type a lot honestly there's i didn't put any songs on here as being worst songs i genuinely enjoyed all of them, all the way through. If I had to pick one thing uh-huh. to to nitpick a little bit, um, I think I would like to hear a little more passion from him as a singer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's doing that. He kind of he knows where his range is, okay, right. and he stays in that range a little bit. But even if that's your range, I want to hear some more like crooning or. Just a little more, and I don't know if it's inflection or grit. I don't, I don't quite know what I'm looking for from him. But I want a little more. I want a little more embellishment mm-hmm. coming out because I feel like he's he's not. I, I think he can go further as a singer, and I want to see him do that. Um, other than that, man, this is it's just it's cheesy. I love it. Some of it has vibes of wham, like the song grow up. Like yeah. when grow up comes on, it's almost like, do bug. Yeah. Do bug. Yeah. And you know what? I freaking dig that all the way. Uh, I, I, I just had such a good time. I was listening to this earlier before the podcast. It came on a couple of songs came on while I was out riding my bike and I had so much fun riding my bike to this. Um, yeah, great fun record. Just like a good time and such a cool thing to come to listen to out of the immense seriousness of <laughs> the Godspeed you black emperor right. record. Yeah. Uh,
0: Back to what I said earlier. If you want to sum up this artist and this record in two words, it's Hey Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, That's it is. And it's just, it's flirty. It's fun. I think it's something that has huge appeal to a ton of different people. It's like, um... Not everyone's going to like it, obviously, but I think it's got a very broad appeal. You know, people from different generations, you know, pe- older people, younger people. It's got a lot in there that you can like. Uh, my favorite three tracks are uh, When the Night Falls, You Make It Rough, and I think Night by Night. Uh, I like them all. There's not one I don't like, but those three really stand out to me. Uh hot messes in there too, but you make it rough that that two and a half minute outro. It's just something really unique and fun. I like, you know, I like I'm like, okay, they're just feel like they're going to experiment with something. You know, I love it when an artist will do that. So I gave it uh, I'm going to go. No, nah, I'm not going out on the limb. I'm going to do. I think yeah. this is great. I'm giving it five beards. This is solid start to finish. I understand what you're saying about maybe he should like push himself a little bit more, try a little bit more things vocally. But I think this is a solid five. This is a I would recommend this to anybody. Give this an album a listen. If you don't like it, I'll just call you Adam Radliffe and we'll be done with it. Ah!
1: <laughs> 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 I gave it four and a half. Okay, so you're right so there. I'm, too. I'm I'm right there with you. It's it's I got a little exhausted when I would listen to it all the way through because there's there's some sameness to it. Mm-hmm. Um especially I don't know if that's because I was listening to the extended version of the record or not that had like five extra songs and a couple of them were remixes of Night by Night and Don't Turn on the Lights or Don't Turn the Lights On. And so that's what I would listen to all the way through. And so I got a little bit repetitive. I felt like it was, uh, uh, I would get exhausted of it. That's why when I felt like I broke it up or I would hit shuffle or Mm -hmm. if I would have it come on just on random, I enjoyed it a lot more, but yeah, dude, such a fun record. And that my, my little comment about him doing more, that's such a nitpicky thing to be critical about um it did not deter from my enjoyment of this in any stretch i think it was a great great record i had so much fun with this record man yeah
0: it was it was a nice change of pace every week i'm trying to like think of something new and different because it's very easy for me to be like oh i'm really in a metal mood i'm gonna pick a bunch of metal or i'm really an electronic i'm gonna pinch a bu- pick a bunch of that so like in my whole list of albums to review i'm like oh you know what let me just you know find, you know, something that I think is different and is going to be like a fresh new take on something. So I'll grab it. So that was, that was fun. And that's their best album, I think, by far. Okay. So I really just loved that. So, um, next week we're going to have a guest on. We are going to have on someone with questionable music taste.
1: We're going to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. And, and we've just, been put putting this. Just off get for it a over with. Months, yeah. So. Don't procrastinate.
0: Yeah. It's, it's it might be a little painful for us. I don't know about the listeners, but I know there's gonna be some opinions on music that are unfounded in reality. <laughs> We're gonna hear the word druthers and cream rises to the top and a little too much. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have a guest, uh, Adam Radliff on who has notorio- notoriously bad taste in music.
1: Not I, well, I'll <laughs> so I'll defend him a little bit because he pitched me a couple of ideas for records. One uh, of them is uh Yeser, Odd Blood, he another band Pond the Weather and then Glass Animals, How to Be a Human Being. And I checked those three records out and they're pretty good. Okay. So I'm going to give Adam a chance. I'm going to go in and just go, all right, buddy. You know, this is your chance to redeem yourself. He also like that on the flip side of that. He, he's a huge fan of like bridge over troubled waters Yeah, (laughs) as being like the greatest vocal performance of all time. And I'm like, "Mm, it's good, but yeah, I don't know about that. Take he's, he is, he's the art Garfunkel of Houston comedy. (laughs) I like that take
0: (laughs) (laughs) and see here's the thing so I've been thinking for this you know since we talked about having him on I'm like oh well I want to pick something and I'm like "Ah, I kind of don't want to pick something because I know he's just going to shit all over it no matter what it is and so I'm like you know what Um, I got to find something to pick because he he has some funny rants yeah. about his albums and all that which is fine but there's so many times where i'm like dude how can you not enjoy this or how can you die on the hill that is jim croce like <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i'll tell you if, if you get stuck i have a couple of picks in my pocket that i think would be ones that Adam would appreciate a little bit uh-huh. that he won't just totally shit on. And well, there's some new releases. So it might be cool to have, Hey, what do you think about this? And to see, he'll probably still find a lot of flaws with it. Cause he's Adam. Right, and I think he's, right. I think he's one of those that like, he won't like it unless he feels like he discovered it himself. Right. If somebody recommends anything to him, <laughs> yeah. he's like, mm, you know, if you're like, Hey, try this cheeseburger. It's delicious. He'd be like, I've had better cheeseburgers. Yeah. But then if he forgets <laughs> and then has the same cheeseburger later, he's like, guys, this is an amazing cheeseburger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So actually, speaking of that, I actually did think of something. So there's okay. one album I've been putting off because it's kind of like a has a special place in my heart because it's just so incredibly good. Uh, you've heard one of the tracks off this album before because I've shared it with you. I'm going to pick the album Emotion is Dead by the artist The Juliana Theory. Oh, yeah. I listened to that record. That is... It's something that I... I know not everybody's going to like it, but 99% of the time, if I show someone this album, they're like, damn, this is good. So if Adam doesn't like it, I'll be shocked. I'm sure he can find a few tracks on here that he likes because it is got broad appeal and it is just some incredible songwriting, Uh, lots of just great everything. So I'm really looking forward to that uh real quick before we wrap up dan how can people get in touch with you
1: you can find me on instagram at dwight privilege
0: and you can find me on instagram at mr underscore pockets 21 or you can send us an email with suggestions uh for albums that you want us to hear us review i know sooner or later we got to do periphery uh hail, hail stan. stan that's on the list and a couple of other ones and they, on uh list. yeah we'll we'll do a uh, s- listener suggested one here soon uh yeah so Listen to you know our back catalog. Let us you know your thoughts
1: on Chromeo and Godspeed You yeah. Black Emperor. I definitely want to hear what listeners have to say too. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? So if you're anything that you're listening to, uh, if you have some thoughts about it, definitely hit us up because I'm curious.
0: Yeah. And we're always looking for new stuff to listen to. So if you have something we haven't heard of, we'll definitely give it a listen. And if we like it or we think it's noteworthy, we'll bring it up on a listener suggested episode. But that's it for now. Thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week.